What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Jamie Lynn Spears breaks her silence on Britney's conservatorship, Olivia Rodrigo's cover album feud, and we get personal with the star of Netflix's Sex Life. It's June 29th. Hello and happy Tuesday. This is People Every Day. I'm movies editor Nigel Smith, and I'm joined by my colleague and good friend, Platforms Director Michelle Corriston, as we fill in for Janine, who is soaking up some sun on the beach and living her best life. Lots of news from the entertainment world today. A little later in the show, People's Brianne Heldman sits down with a sexy new star of Netflix's new show, Sex Life. So stick around for that. But first, we have a lot to cover, including the bizarre feud between Courtney Love and Olivia Rodrigo. So let's jump right in. Happy Tuesday, indeed. And we actually have a lot of music news today. And we are joined by another good friend, another beloved colleague, staff editor Jeff Nelson. Hey, Jeff. Hi, my loves. How are you? Good. Well, I'm so excited to pick your brain about what's been happening with Britney Spears and her obviously bombshell testimony about the conservatorship. Now we have a lot of people in her life coming out of the woodwork and offering their support. Let's start with Jamie Lynn, her sister. She posted an Instagram video really addressing her thoughts about everything that's been going on. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, so, I mean, it's been about a week now since Britney's, as you said, bombshell testimony. And um, I mean, obviously she called out um, her dad specifically, but she mentioned her family and how she is unhappy with some of her family members. She didn't really name names other than her father. But um, yeah, yesterday her younger sister, Jamie Lynn of Zoe 101 fame spoke out for the first time. And I mean, this was one that I was really waiting for. I was waiting to hear from Jamie Lynn. In the video, she really talked about how I mean, she loves adores, supports her sister. She, I mean, a lot of people are talking about the family and what the family has to gain from this, from the conservatorship with Brittany and whether she's be- being taken advantage of. And um, I mean, Jamie Lynn really came out and said, like, I have nothing to gain or lose from this. Like, at the end of the day, she's my sister. Maybe I didn't support her the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I've supported my sister long before there was a hashtag, and I'll support her long after. And she kind of came out swinging against people who were critical of the fact that she had been silent on this issue so far, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, she did get quite a bit of hate online, on social media, um, people calling her out uh, whether or not they were right to do so. But yeah, she really did come out swinging, like you said, and... Um, basically she was like, this is none of your business. This is my family, but she's speaking for herself. She's not speaking for her family. And she said that she and Brittany know what the relationship is and that's all that matters. 
Nigel, who else have we heard of regarding supporting Britney during this time? Yeah, one of those people was Christina Aguilera, who obviously was a Mouseketeer along with Britney, and they have a lot of shared experiences growing up under the spotlight. And Christina said some really, really powerful things on Twitter, um, including to be silenced, ignored, bullied, or denied support by those close to you is the most depleting, devastating, and demeaning thing imaginable. The harmful mental and emotional damage this can take on a human spirit is nothing to be taken lightly. I mean, I think along with Jamie Lynn, I think Christina was another one that, you know, obviously, I mean, we've seen them together over the years. We saw them pitted together. They were kind of called rivals back in the day, but um, it was really nice to see this really, I mean, I thought it was a really compassionate, heartfelt string of tweets that Christina sent. I talked about this with a friend last night about how this is almost like like something happened happening to like one of your high school or college friends. Jeff, it actually reminded me a bit of your exclusive sit down with Pink, um, who was on the cover of People a few weeks back. And something that you two discussed was Pink feeling pitted against Britney and pitted against Christina and how that was something that the industry was sort of cultivating this competition and how looking back, the women you know, participated in it, but now it's nice to hear that all of these women are supporting each other. Christina even mentioned in an interview before these bombshells that she would want to do a song with Britney one day. I think I can speak for all of us that we would absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> what do you make of, of the change in the culture in terms of how we look at these pop princesses? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, it really was before it was almost a marketing tool. Like Pink was kind of touted as this anti-Britney figure. And yeah, I mean, she told me, she was like, I loved Britney. Like Britney loved me. Britney supported my album. Like Britney used to walk around holding my album. So um, I think, I mean, from really the 20, 20 plus years ago that they were coming up together to now, it's been a complete 180. Women supporting women is a, a real thing now. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I love to see it. And Jeff, to shift gears a little bit, we're hearing from some sources close to the situation about um, the conservators and exactly how they're reacting to all of this and to all the obvious public support for Britney in the wake of her speaking out. What, what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah. So obviously last week in Britney's emotional testimony, she was saying that she wants the conservatorship to end. And now a source close to the situation is saying that her conservatorship team is listening to her. Uh, the source says that Jody Montgomery, that's Brittany's care manager and conservator of her person, has been working with a team of experts concentrating on giving Brittany the tools to get better. Um, I mean, Brittany has never shared a mental health diagnosis. Her medical records are still sealed, but the source says that the hope is that she could eventually get out of the conservatorship. This source says that under California law, all conservators have to be investigated secretly by court and progress has to, re has to be reported. So, um, I mean, one of the really interesting things that came out of it was, um, from the source reporting is that even though Jamie's no longer has control over Britney's personal affairs, the source claims that he's still heavily involved because of his control over her finances. So the source said that he still has to prove everything that is related to finances, whether that's going to Hawaii, we know that she loves to go to Maui, he has to approve that. 
Um, if she wants to take her friends to dinner, she has to, he has to approve that because it costs money. So Jamie has the right to say no to certain things still, even though he's not in charge of her personal affairs anymore. And moving on from Brittany to another sad story, unfortunately, this one having to do with the Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, the former star Nene Leakes. Uh, recently announced that her husband, Greg, who is on a few seasons of the show, uh, that his cancer has unfortunately returned. Um, this is a really, really sad state of affairs. Michelle, um, how exactly did she reveal the news? Yeah, this is really heartbreaking. She actually announced to the Jasmine brand during an Instagram live that Greg has been in the hospital for a week. She was hoping he'll come home in another week. He had to have surgery, which I believe is a surgery that he had had previously. Um, but yeah, he was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in June 2018. Fans of Nini and of the show really watched them be very raw about this journey um, and how it was affecting their marriage, actually. And everyone was so relieved when Greg announced that he was cancer free in May 2019. And it's just a really, really sad development. And we're wishing him the best and hope that he recovers. And that's so, so brave of her to be so honest about her struggles um, dealing with with his cancer as well. And I'm sure a lot of people who went through similar situations can obviously relate. So. We obviously wish them both the best and really, really hope he gets through this. All right. Now, moving on to a story that's a little lighter, but also involves a lot of drama. <laughs> uh, this one involves Courtney Love versus Olivia Rodrigo, probably two names that we didn't expect to see together anytime soon. On Instagram recently, Courtney Love came out swinging against the 18-year-old pop star, um, sharing the image of um, the sorry, the promo image that Olivia Rodrigo had posted for her upcoming concert film, which actually airs tonight, saying spot the difference, hashtag twinning. <laughs> yeah. So um, back in I mean, 1994, whole Courtney's band released their album Live Through This. And on the cover, of course, it's Courtney with, you know, her eye makeup, her mascara, a little, little smudged, a little messed up. And she kind of has a crazy smile on her face and she's holding her flowers. And in, yeah, Olivia's sour prom artwork, she's also holding flowers. I would say it's a little pulled back. You can see more of Olivia. They're not exactly the same image, but, uh, she, is wearing a crown like Courtney. She has her makeup smudged like Courtney. You can tell that it was inspired by Courtney, but I don't know that it's necessarily a knockoff, but Courtney did not appreciate it. And she, she wants some flowers from Olivia for it. She wants some flowers from a very specific florist. Well, in let, let's Hill. get into that because there was quite a bit of back and forth. Actually, it wasn't a lot of back and forth. It was mostly just love continuing to double down on what she had said earlier. And Olivia <laughs> uh, commented one very, very sweet comment, but albeit short. Um, can you, uh, Michelle, why don't you just tell us exactly what was said? Yeah, so when Courtney first tweeted the image, she said, spot the difference, hashtag twinning. It seems to me like I didn't realize that she was offended. I just thought it was kind of like a cue pointing out the similarities because like Jeff said, it feels inspired by her album art. It feels like an homage. But then on other social media platforms, she was not as thrilled. She said it was rude of Olivia and Olivia's label not to ask Courtney or the album art photographer for permission. And she doesn't really care, but she kind of made a dig that Olivia had no manners. She made some sort of asides about, oh, do they not teach like 
this at Disney and it was kind of insulting her a little bit, but she basically said, it's all cool. I just expect a letter and some flowers. And then when Olivia commented on Courtney's Instagram saying, oh my gosh, like I love you. Um, not really referencing the drama, but just, you know, showing that she appreciates that, that Courtney recognized the tribute. Um, Courtney was like, yeah, so can't wait to read your letter. And this is the florist I want my flowers from in Notting Hill. Thanks. Um, so I, it definitely feels a little one-sided and I'm with you, Jeff. Like, first of all, I love Olivia Rodrigo. I stan. Um, obviously Courtney Love is an icon, but this type of thing happens a lot where the next generation is referencing like legendary songs, legendary albums, legendary artwork. I feel like Olivia has been very upfront about her influences. You've got Courtney Love, Alanis Morissette, some more recent ones, obviously Paramore's a big influence. The Taylor Swift of it all is kind of what um, helped make Driver's License such a success. So send her the flowers, but then let's just all move on. Well, and let's not forget the original inspiration that I think uh, inspired the, uh, the whole cover, which was uh, Carrie. You know, the, the Carrie, final scene, Carrie, obviously, uh, at the end of the movie, uh, at the end of the book that inspired the, f uh, the film, and that's Stephen King. So I think all credit should probably first go to Stephen King, um, and then Courtney Love, and then Olivia. But, I mean, this is Courtney Love, so I think we got to cut her some slack. She is a rock star. Someone who is supportive of Olivia and how she's, you know, taking these influences and, and turning them into her own art is Elvis Costello. Um, some random person on Twitter tweeted that Olivia was plagiarizing his song Pump It Up on her song Brutal, which is the opening to the album. It's like my favorite song on the album. Um, and he replied basically being like, this is totally fine. This is art. Uh, Jeff, what do you make of Elvis's response compared to Courtney's? Um, I, I mean, very different response, very supportive response. But yeah, he was like, this is how rock and roll works. You take the broken pieces of another thrill and make a brand new toy. That's what I did. But yeah, I will say I actually had never thought of her song sounding like his and then yeah the guitar riff in the opening of both of the songs that da 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 it's actually very similar I'm so insecure I think that I'll die before Can we loop that and play it over and over? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was yeah, it was fun to see another kind of response and his, yeah, his support of of the younger generation and what Olivia's doing. Love it. Well, thank you, Jeff, for stopping by and talking about this and some other sadder stories, but obviously ones that people really, really want to hear about. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Next up, we sit down with Netflix star Adam Demos. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a hot new show on Netflix that people are raving about. It's called Sex Life and follows a woman caught in a love triangle between her husband and her seductive ex-boyfriend. And trust me, this show takes sexy to a whole new level. Lucky for us, my colleague, TV editor, Brianne Heldman, sat down with Adam Demos, the man who fully embodies his role as the sexy ex-beau, to discuss all the details of his steamy relationship on screen and off. Take a listen. I'm going to ask you, how did you describe this show to your mom when you first booked it? (laughs) I said, uh, for starters, you're going to be closing your eyes, majority of the show. (laughs) <laughs> but once you get through that, it's a story about relationships, about choices, about it's exciting, it's emotional, it's all those things. But initially I said, just make sure you're prepared to turn away because your son's going to be doing some <laughs> naughty stuff. Has she, has she seen any of it yet? No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. But, you know, it's, I've got the most, uh, I can speak on behalf of myself, but like the most biased, supportive mother ever. So she'll be tuning in. She will be looking away and getting all embarrassed, but she'll still watch it. <laughs> um, has she has she ever felt that way about other things you've done? I know you were shirtless a lot in previous previous gigs. That's fine. She um, There's a couple of scenes I did in Unreal where she had to look away. And so, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she... That was only a little bit, so this is going to be a lot more often, but um, yeah. Well, you and Sarah Shahi have such an amazing on-screen chemistry. What did you have to do to kind of build that and create that, or was it something that just started from from the jump? You know, the characters are so rich and the writing's so amazing that I just think that, you know, as long as we did our job and preparation and and and, you know, all the work that we needed to be done, then the rest should sort itself out. I. I don't know. It's also good casting too, I guess, if the, if it comes across on screen. But the characters have such a strong uh, connection to each other and the writing was so incredible that as long as we do our work, it hopefully will, you know, show on screen. What really drew you to Brad? What did you like about him? I love the fact that through his connection and relationship with Billy, he's forced to face a lot of issues that he hasn't dealt with from his childhood. And I really love that. It was be, it was because of the connection that he has with her that he's never had before. That she almost holds a mirror up in front of him, and he and sparks a lot of vulnerability. And I loved the ability to play him eight years in the past, where he hasn't dealt with those, and he's confronted with with that when he when he's with Billy and forced to sort of face those, but hasn't. You know, he can't at that point in time because they're just arising and then you get the ability to play him in the present day when he's dealt with those issues. Now he's living with the regret of not having done it sooner because he lost the love of his life. So I'm like, how often do you get to do something like that and then just to play someone 
eight years di- apart and see how different they are as people. It's That was really cool. Scary and awesome. And you did uh, find an amazing off-screen mate as well with Sarah. I know you, you guys post really adorable things on Instagram. Kind of love it. <laughs> well, thank you. What is an ideal date for the two of you? Uh I like to leave all of that stuff to us, you know, because Instagram we post and that's sort of like because we control that. So, yeah, I like to leave all those little things just for us. But I do, I'll just say I'm a very lucky man. I'll put it that way. (laughs) You are. You are indeed. Yeah. Uh, I know you, you actually started in construction, which you have actually been able to use in in some of your projects, or at least probably more yeah, than you expected when you signed up for acting classes. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a bizarre, uh, incredible thing. Uh, I remember I was in Unreal, and one of the scenes I'm digging a hole, and you know the camera crew and everyone around you, and I'm like, this is so bizarre. I used to literally dig holes, doing demolition, dreaming about getting acting work, and now I'm pretending to dig a hole whilst being filmed in an acting, in a scene, in a show. It's like, it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, it's, you're just filled with gratitude and you're pinching yourself. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how that works. How have the people around you reacted to some of the reactions to you in the U.S., both in Unreal and in Falling in Love? Obviously, you kind of were a breakout star from that movie and lots of women were talking about you on social media. <laughs> My friends and mom, especially, they're just they're just they're just pr- proud and happy that I'm doing like in pursuing something that I love. Really, I know that's maybe a boring answer, but I think one of my one of one of the things I'm the luckiest in my life is like that support network back home. You know, they're my best mates, and 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 I always go back to Wollongong and still my I went to school with them all, and they're still my best mates and always will be. And and even though they don't know anything about the industry and they were probably confused at times while it was taking me so long to to get constant work they never told me to do anything else and so you know if i have any form of success they're just happy and proud of me that was sex life star adam demos with people's brianne eld heldeman and now something else to make you smile A new bundle of cuteness is turning heads. On Monday, Zen Cahan was named this year's Gerber baby. His parents, Aaron and Mike, say they're still in shock, but tell people their four-month-old was the perfect candidate. He's always waking up with a smile. He stopped me like in the mornings or whenever it is, approach each day with a smile. The moment is especially sweet for Aaron, a breast cancer survivor who didn't think she'd be able to conceive. Well, we celebrate with you, Aaron. Congratulations to you, your husband, and little baby Zane. That's all the news we have for you today. See you tomorrow.